Awesome job. Awesome job for the hippos. Hey, I'm part of your clan. Come on, what do you think? Oh, she goes, now your hippo hat's on. Now I'm a hippo. Give these guys another big hand. Thank you. You're awesome. So good. Well, welcome. Uh, Welcome. We're so grateful that you're here uh, today. It really is a gift to have the Kaleo kids be leading us. Really, they're leading us this whole day. And they have unbelievable, you're going to be so blown away uh, by what what God's doing through them. And so we're grateful that you're here. Uh, By the way, Kaleo kids used to be K-Rock kids that rock. It's Kaleo now, a Greek word for inviting. And so we're extremely grateful to have them and grateful that we get to partner with a local school. And so now uh, in each one of our campuses, if in fact, six campuses today are doing this Kaleo Kids program. Each one of them are partnering with a local school. And our local school is Shushard Elementary. You have anyone from Shushard? Yes? Us, there you go. Thank you. And so we're grateful that you're here. That's how we're going to operate now. We're going to actually go into the school and do that. In fact, this coming week, we get to actually go into the school and do an assembly. It's going to be awesome. If you want to know more about this program, it's a powerful program where kids learn how to sing and dance. They learn about art, but they learn about the heart of God in the midst of that. And so if you wanted that and you know somebody that would benefit from that, just go out in the lobby. There's a whole table there and you can figure out how to register for the next season coming up. And also they have a CD out there of all the songs that are going to be played today, a Christmas CD that you can get. It'd be a great stocking stuffer. They have another CD out there. So be part of that. Really, it's just an awesome program. So I'm excited about what they're going to do today and how God's going to work through them. Well, believe it or not, Christmas is really close. I cannot believe how fast 2017 is moving. And this year we're going to take just a little different take on Christmas. Well, it's kind of hard to explain, but I think this might clear it up. So just watch this. He said it's in the town of David. It shouldn't be much further. We need to keep following the star. It appears to have stopped over in that direction. Come this way. It'd be very quiet. Mary's very tired. You're hungry. The chili's been cooking all day. Did you bring the spices? I bring red pepper flakes. Cayenne pepper. And cumin. We come bearing the gift of unleavened cornbread. Yes. So, so did you put beans in it this time? I did. Okay. Yeah. That's real nice. Oh, well. We're going to have to we'll send you out. Anybody have tongue? All right, so as you can tell, uh, this Christmas, it's just going to be a big chili cook-off. So just bring your best recipe. No, no, not. But... Actually, it's really, really cool uh, the take that the team has, has really put on this year. And what we're looking at, we're calling it December 25th, just another day. What would life like, look like even now if Christ did not enter the world? And it's amazing when you look at history, the impact that Jesus' life has had on every facet or many facets of our life, even to this day. Some of which I, I don't think you'll even realize. So this is a great, great service to invite people to, to pack it out. In fact, we have 11 services just at Troy. We have 50 services available throughout all of our campuses. So be part of that. Now, one special part of our Troy campus is we're going to have 10 services that are all one particular service. And then we're going to have an 11 p.m. service. We're going to have a midnight mass type service. Yeah, look at you. Wow. Wow, that's awesome. I like that enthusiasm. I grew up with that. And we want to really have the midnight hour as we're heading into Christmas Day, be lighting candles and celebrating. So we're going to change that service just a little bit. In the whole beginning, we're just going to sing three, four songs together, just Christmas carols. So come back for that 11 p.m. service as well. You can go online. You can get tickets. They're about $600 a piece this time. It's no big deal. Uh, No, they're absolutely free, but we just need to know who's coming to what. So be part of that. We're excited about this season. Well, when you came in, did, did everyone get a booklet like this? Can you hold it up and let me see that you have it? Yes, you do. Awesome. Thank you. Uh, well, when I was a kid especially when I was preteen and and a little bit into the teenage years, getting a gift was the biggest thing ever. But I remember uh, there was a little shift in my thinking that happened when my older brother Joe came to my younger brother and I and said, hey, I've got an idea. This year, why don't we buy dad that guitar he's been looking at for like five years. It was a beautiful guitar, super expensive at the time. My brother had a job. We had paper routes. So for months... 
We, in secret, started putting money together and buying this guitar. Pretty soon we paid it off. And I'll never forget Christmas Day when my dad opened that present. He just wept. He could not believe that these kids would spend all that time in secret to give him this extravagant gift. This, to me, this booklet represents that for this church. It really does. If you look through it, and even now, you can rifle through it. If you're brand new here and you're visiting because of Kaleo Kids, this booklet's beautiful for you because you get to see our heart, what we're passionate about, the gift of Christ to our, to our community and to the world. And so I'd love you to look through this. If you're part of our community, I'm really going to challenge you in something. Uh, Amy and I have been praying what we call the dangerous prayer. We always say, God, what would you have for us at the end of the year? Would you have us give a gift to Kensington to be part of what they're part of so that we can give gifts to the world through Christ? And so I'd love you to look through this, pray with your family. All I'm asking is to pray the dangerous prayer. The dangerous prayer is this, Lord, what would you have this season? What what would you want from us? And when we pray that, that's the most beautiful thing because God will speak to us. So I'm asking you to be part of this year on giving. I know Amy and I spent the last week and this weekend praying. We said, okay, we know what we're going to do. And so I'm inviting you into that journey. But I'm so glad that you have this in your hand. Take it home with you. Look at our heart. We really believe that the greatest gift is Christ and we want to give it to the world to see that moment where people really have that exciting look like my dad did too. So, uh, hey, uh, we're going to move forward with the Kaleo kids. What I'd love you to do is stand up and greet someone next to you and just tell them what you hope for for Christmas. Have you ever felt like a flower that's never bloomed? Beauty can be hard to come by. Have you ever felt like a lion Dear Santa, I can't decide what I want for Christmas this year. I know I still have a few more weeks, but I want to tell you now so I can get the best deal. Mom says coupons are limited this year. I don't know what that means, but it seems important. Anyways, help if you can. Thanks, Santa. Love, Julius. Looks better on the other side. Your note, it looks better on the other side of the desk. All right, so we got to pick you the perfect present. How did you know? Kid, he's Santa. This is the least fantastic of his talents. He knows when you're naughty. He knows when you're nice. He definitely knows when you write him a letter. Oh, well, I guess that makes sense. So, a present. I got a couple questions for you as we get started. First, in three words or less, what is your current life goal? Second, what's the most important quality in a friend? Third, how would you describe snow to an alien? Listen, bud. Bud? It's buddy. Wait, really? Yeah, buddy the elf. Why? Because the movie. You know what? Can you just suggest a couple of good toys or something? A couple of toys? A couple of toys! Kid, I'm 736 years old. I've been the lead elf on the emergency suggestion department for 428 of those. Do you have any idea how many good toys I've worked on over the years? No. Uh, yeah, a few more than that, pal. All right, elves, let's show this kid a thing or two. Chrome and red Pulling down the every turn everybody's head But half the wagon even compared to 
Bo's complexity. Rubus keeps successfully established his identity as a toy. With his hands, he had a lower left expectancy. Coincidentally, Simon tested your memory to see if you could see sex fashion colors systematically. Eventually, this took both proved to be your enemy. And you say this hated toy is a death penalty.
So, grown-ups, I gotta be honest. I had to Google a lot of things we just sang about. Me too. Simon, my buddy, Lightbright, after seeing the stuff you guys used to love, I just gotta say, you guys are weird. I mean, Teddy Ruxpin, that thing is creepy. But it is selling Prodigals on eBay, so I hope you saved yours. But come on, that toy's lame. No offense. Yeah, but it's not like our kids won't be saying the same thing about us someday. I mean, fidget spinners. <laughs> but do you know that feeling when you got exactly what you wanted on Christmas morning? I'll never forget the moment I saw Samantha, my American Girl doll. I jumped for joy, you guys. I mean, literally jumped. That was the Christmas I was six, and I think that was the happiest I've ever felt. Oh, but the next year, when I was seven, I got my very first brand new, not a hand-me-down bike. It was this bright yellow, two-wheeler, with a bell and no training wheels. I rode it all summer. One year, I got a guitar. And another, this enormous Lego set. And oh, last Christmas, I got a puppy. A real-life puppy. <sighs> These toys make us so happy, don't they? Until they don't. Here's the thing we all know about Christmas presents. Even a kid like me. They're wonderful for a while, but they break, we get bored, we lose them, or we get something new, and we move on. Something else makes us happy. And then something else, and then something else. And we just keep looking for something to give us that feeling. And what we're really hoping for is something that lasts a little longer than happiness from a toy. Or even a dog. And I love my dog, even though he chewed up half my Lego set. That yellow bike, we gave it to my cousin. I don't think she ever rode it. And Samantha, I begged for years, and now guess where she is. She's high in a shelf in my closet. These presents do bring us happiness, but it doesn't last very long. What we're really hoping for is joy, and there's only one place to find that. And it's not in anything we wrap up for Christmas. Great job. I'll tell you something. That thought right there is the thought that's going to bump us even more into our day. This is Natalia and Caroline. And Natalia, you're actually from Shushard Elementary, right? So give these guys a big hand. Hey, I'll tell you something. I did not have to Google one of those toys. I knew every one of them. And yes, Teddy Ruxpin was super creepy. You're absolutely right. So thank you. Give him one more big hand. So good. But that thought, really, is a great thought to get us to continue to move through our day. And as we prepare for this season, this Christmas season, as we prepare for that, we're doing a three-week series called The Heart of Christmas. And each week, we're going to really look at what we believe is the heart of this season, but also the heart of Christ. And we're going to be looking at three uh, qualities or gifts that God gives us. And in fact, one of the most passionate followers of Jesus, the Apostle Paul, talked about. He said, when you're in Christ or you're following Christ, you have access to his joy, to his peace, and to his love. You have access to a number of things. But this season, joy, peace, and love. And I'll tell you something. Those are hard gifts to wrap our arms around. But I believe that every single person in this room, on stream, and I'll tell you, from the travels that I've had around the world, every person longs, they long for a sense of peace a sense of real joy and a sense of love. And so in God, though, Scripture says it's very different. Like the world would have a, def a definition of peace, joy, and love. But in God's economy, it's different. In fact, he says that joy, he says, Con consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, to face trials. So he says is joy, to have trials in your life. What does that mean? Have these hard circumstances. He says, consider it joy. We're going to look at that a little bit. In fact, we're going to hear a story that's going to play that out for us. He said peace. In scripture, it says that his peace is a peace that surpasses all human knowledge. When Jesus had his closest friends and he was going to leave them, he's like, I'm going to give you peace, but not as the world gives peace. And then Jesus came to show us love, but a different kind of love in God. He said, you're going to love people that you love and that your neighbors and people that you really are close to, but you're also going to love your enemy. He really challenged us to say that love is this love that's rooted in being a servant to others, even those that you don't love. 
So in God's economy, joy and peace and love are so different. But this week, we're going to focus on joy. And for me personally, joy has been something that has been elusive. When I grew up, I was kind of like that kid. like the, I was kind of an emo kid. <laughs> I was really dark. I'm like, oh, everything is bad. You know, my dad was super positive. And he's trying to go lighten up. You know, I do that to my younger son now. My younger son's a lot like I was. I'm like, it's okay, lighten up, you know. But joy's been hard. And I remember just going on a journey trying to find what is joy? What does it mean? And we're going to look at that today. And we're going to look at it. And we're going to discover it by two amazing, powerful young students. Kamaya and Lily. Kamaya and Lily have this unbelievable friendship. They met in a Kaleo uh, class and gathering on the Clinton, in Clinton Township at Seminole Elementary. And it is going to be just a powerful story. And sometimes when we hear stories from our kids, we go, oh, that's cute. No, this isn't cute. You're going to see that there's going to be a beautiful twist in this. And they're going to lead us into a powerful, powerful truth about God's joy. And so we're going to look at that on video. Steve Andrews, who is a leader of the whole Kensington movement, he's going to give us a thought before the story. And then we're going to fall into Kamaya and to Lily and watch how they really express joy between each other and how they're going to lead us through our day. Take a look at this. So do you realize that when you make a year-end Christmas gift to Kensington, you're investing in bringing joy to the world, specifically to kids? thousands of kids spread out all over this region and far beyond. And over the last 13 years, Kaleo Kids has been reaching kids as well as anybody, teaching kids how to meet Jesus Christ through the arts, through singing and dancing and prayer. And today, I want you to meet two of our newest friends, Kamaya and Lily. And as you watch their story of joy, remember this, your giving is what made this possible. You're part of this story of what Jesus Christ is doing through Kaleo Kids. I like her personality. I like the way that she makes me laugh. I like her laugh, her crazy little silent laugh. (laughs) We could just look at each other in, in our head and we're thinking something and we would just laugh. Lily is a joy seeker. She just goes around spreading joy and she just, Lily could come around and the whole room would just get brighter. It's like a sister thing, like I consider her my sister. I consider her part of my family. Lily has joy. She knows God. So she just, it doesn't take anything for her to make, to give people joy or for her to have joy. And how did you two meet? So we were both in third grade. Yep. It was our first um, year at Kaleo. We went into a large group and we sat next to each other. One of our leaders asked us what we found like joy about. So I said that I found joy in breakfast foods. Breakfast and foods? Yeah. Like what? Like Captain Crunch? Like bacon and eggs. Bacon and eggs? And that's how we got our nicknames. <laughs> You have a nickname? What is yes, it? Yes, I'm Bacon. I'm Eggs. So you, you two became really, really good friends. How? Over, we would rehearse our lines together. We would talk a lot. And then things really started to kick up when we got each other's phone numbers. <laughs> the most weirdest nights, the most weird phone calls. We would talk about what we would like on our pizzas. Really? And I'm mad at her because she likes pineapple. And I'm mad at her because she likes mustard on her subs. So tell me what a Kaleo night looks like. So a Kaleo night, we walk in, and Miss Danielle's there all happy and bubbly. She's just like, Lily, Kamaya. And then... Um, I got to see that again. How does she do it? She's like, Lily, Kamaya. <laughs> there's music, and there's dance, and there's drama, so it's a wide variety of performing arts. 
So there's some kids who come from the school to Kaleo, and then there's some kids who come from, like, my church, Kensington. I went to the school, so I'm happy that now everybody has a school partner, so people from different schools can meet different kids. That's how me and Lily met. Now, what do you, what do you guys like about Kaleo? Kaleo started it all for me, like, everything that I know of, like, meeting Lily and finding that I'm very good at acting and stuff like that. Had you ever done anything like that before? No. no? And you've been in it three years? Yes. And now you're, like, leaders who train the other kids. Yes. gone through great, fun, exciting things with Kaleo, and at the same time, you've had hard things happen in your life. Talk about that. So, which one was it? The it fourth was, grade play, When I Was the Lead and She Was the Bird. When I was the bird, the day of the play, my mom passed. So I still came to the play, and I was really, like, like... Sensitive? Yeah, sensitive. <laughs> And Lily, she was the only person, like, her and Miss Danielle, that would, like, try to cheer me up because, like, between each performance, I was just, like, a wreck. Did you think about not even performing that day, or...? It never came to my mind to miss the performance. Like, Why is that? Because I didn't want to let anybody down, and I know my mom would have wanted me to perform and make her proud. How did you get through it? Lily. What are you doing here in the middle of the night? Should you be in bed? Well, I was asleep. As you should be at this hour? Well, I was. I thought that, like, this is very unfortunate for her, and I just want to make her feel like she's part of my family and that, like, she can come to me for anything. You've had some hard stuff, too. What are you, what, are you, what kind of hard things you go through? December 22nd, 2014, I was sent to the hospital because I was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes. And that was really hard for me because at that time, like, I had just moved. And the only person I would talk to was, like, Kamaya and my sister about these type of things. How does Kamaya help with that? Because you've had to help her. How does she help you? Between my performances, I would have to check my blood sugar to make sure I wasn't dropping or going too high or anything. And either before I, or after I would do it, come I'd be like, did you do it yet? Are you hungry? Do you need water? And really? I'll be like, I'm a little thirsty. So she'll be like, wait, I'll be right back. I'll be right back. And then she'll run, go get her water, and she'll come back. So you two have this contagious laughter and joy. And you both have really hard struggles. So tell me, why are you happy? Where does this joy come from? Well, to me, joy comes from God because God sent Lily to me. God sent my family to me. God gave us Kaleo. Yeah. He gave us Kaleo. He's just, you know, a big piece, of, a puzzle piece in my heart. So, yeah. So tell me what you're learning right now in Kaleo Kids. Joy. The meaning of joy. Really? The difference between a joy seeker and a happiness hunter. Ooh, tell me that. That sounds interesting. So, <laughs> happiness is a feeling and joy is a choice. Having God's love is gives you joy. God speaks to different people in different ways. And it comes in different shapes and forms. So, Lily provides God's love for me. So, and that gives me joy. And Kaleo, when we're all together, I feel like we're all bonding through God because we all know him and we all love him. Where do you go to find joy? Where do you seek it? In God. Prayer. I pray that some days I'll have a better day than the past one because sometimes days can be hard. I always pray about my current situation or something that's happened in the past that I want to be better. Like, I want to change that 
So I go to God and ask for help. Now, where do you think you two would be if there was never a Kaleo kids in your, we, in we, your life? There would be no bacon and eggs. So how do you eat breakfast without bacon and eggs? It's a really good answer. <laughs> I mean, you two might not have ever met. I couldn't imagine. I don't know where would I, I, I don't know how I would have got, I don't even know. I feel like I would be a more sad person if I didn't. Yeah, everything would just be like blue. How is it that these two girls have discovered one of life's best kept secrets? That true joy, true fulfillment doesn't come from our circumstances, but it comes from Christ alone. Jesus said that it was for the joy set before him that he endured the cross, showing us that even we, like Kamaya and Lily, can taste joy in the midst of the darkest of times. What if this Christmas we don't just shoot for being happy, but we aim for being joy-filled and recognize that through his birth, his resurrection, and his promise of never leaving or forsaking us, we can actually live lives that overflow with joy. What if joy is nothing more than the overflow of understanding the depth of Christ's love for us? Wow. So good. That is such a powerful message, isn't it? Halfway through there, there is a shift, and you start to see God just speak so powerfully. And so I'm just going to give you two thoughts, actually. I'm, I'm going to let them carry the weight of this message, and I'm just going to give you a couple thoughts that I took away as I watched this and as God spoke to me as they led me uh, into his presence. Before we do that, we are going to receive our offering because the Kaleo kids are going to come and lead us at the end as well. And so if you're here and you're a guest, this does not have to be your moment at all. We're just grateful that you're here, grateful we can celebrate this season together. Uh, your step actually is something we call starting point. It's just right out in the lobby, a little to the right. There's a people with orange shirts say starting point. This is a great connect point for you. We have a gift for you. Love to hear your story, connect you in. But if you are part of our uh, Kensington family, you're on mission, you believe that giving is a way for us to spread God's joy, then be part of this. That's why Amy and I do that as well. And for those of you that give online already, thank you. That's what I do too. Uh, but thank you so much. This is an act of worship for us, so let's do that together. But honestly, there's just two ideas, big ideas that I want you to walk away with. Joy is a choice, and joy is a gift. Joy is a choice, and joy is a gift. You know, sometimes uh, when we watch kids in our community or we watch young students like Kamaya and Lily, there is a tendency, like I said, to go, oh, they're just, they're cute. They're, they're goofy. And you, when you watch that first part, you're like, oh, they're cute, and they're kind of goofy, and they're fun. And then all of a sudden, like I said, there's this moment that, that, that turns in that story. And, and both Kamaya and Lily, so well-spoken, just say the truth of God out there. And there's so much wisdom that God gives. In fact, it brought to mind a, a scripture that talks about this. And Apostle Paul talks about it in 1 Corinthians, says this. And this is how God works. And that's what I love about God. I just love how he spreads his truth through anyone he chooses. It says, God chose things the world considers foolish in order to shame those who think they are wise. Now, I don't think Kamaya or Lily are foolish, but many times we'll look at kids and go, eh, and we'll kind of dismiss them. Well, they're just kids. They don't really know the world, blah, blah, blah. They don't know this thing. And all of a sudden, boom, they give us this incredible truth. It continues. It says, God chose things that are powerless to shame those who are powerful. Meaning that those that we deem has less power, God will work through them to then speak into someone that thinks that I have all this power, that I know I have this knowledge. I love the video for that reason because both Kamaya and Lily teach us about joy, but in a different way. They say happiness is an emotion or a feeling, could be fleeting emotion, but joy in God is something so different. It is so different. That joy is this deep joy that, that is an undercurrent of our life. That's what I learned from this video. True joy found in the person of Christ isn't happiness, but rather an undercurrent, this underpinning of our lives. It's something that we can find in Jesus and choose in all of our circumstances. I like what one leader wrote about joy and happiness. He says this, joy is much bigger than happiness. While happiness is often seen as dependent upon external circumstances, joy is not. 
Meaning there is something rooted in God that'll stay there and that'll underpin our lives. I'm not talking about just like joy, like ha. I'm talking about a different kind of joy that exists. And joy in the Lord is different. It isn't dependent upon this world and its circumstances. Joy is a gift given to us through Christ. And it carries us through no matter the circumstance. We can choose this gift. Each one of us has the choice this season to choose that gift. So first one that I want to say is joy is a choice. Kamai and Lily teach us that by their decision to choose joy, they could get through their circumstances. I was, I was blown away the first time I watched this video because I'm watching and watching and watching and all of a sudden Kamaya says, well, the, this performance that I did on the day of the performance, my mom passed. I could feel it in the room when she said that. You all went. But it was a powerful moment. And then Dave, who's our lead pastor at Orient Campus, one of the founding members of our church, he said, did you think about not doing it? No. I knew my mom would want to do this and she just stepped in and what did she do? I, that moment is so beautiful where she's explaining it and then you see Lily just take her hand and put it on her hand. It's like, yeah, I understand. I knew what she was going through. And then it turns and you hear Lily's story about her struggle with diabetes and all the things that go with that. And this beautiful moment where Kamaya's like, I'll take care of you. I'll run and serve you and I'll get you water and I'll bring it back to you. It's actually a great picture that harkens back to the Old Testament when followers of King David did the same thing. And so this joy is chosen. And I'll tell you something. I know adults and I'll include myself in this. I don't make those choices. I know tons of adults that don't make that choice that they're teaching us how to make. That in their circumstances and in their hurts, they're choosing Christ, they're choosing his joy that comes with it. I know many times I'm like, I'm just going to wallow in all my bad feelings. And they're saying, no, we're choosing something different. It's so inspiring. The apostle Paul taught us this as well. Through all his circumstances, he chose Christ and the joy that comes with that decision. In fact, he would write many times to the people that he loved to different churches that he was helping and different communities that he supported and loved. And he would say, rejoice, rejoice in the Lord. Don't forget, rejoice, rejoice in the Lord. Give God praise and rejoice, rejoice with each other. He would say that was a constant theme. And Paul went through so much in his life. He was shipwrecked. He was abandoned. He was beaten He was imprisoned. I mean, he went through so much hardship. And each time he kept saying, hey, don't forget, rejoice. Have this joy. Choose it. Choose it in all circumstances. And then in 2 Corinthians, it's beautiful what he does. As he's speaking to the church in Corinth and encouraging them, he's telling them, hey, just so you know, there's a new perspective that I want you to have so that you will have access to this. And listen to what he says. He says, we, followers of Christ, do not lose heart. He said, we don't lose heart. We don't have to lose heart. Why? Because God is your hope. And then he says, though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly God is renewing us day by day. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. And then I don't want you to miss this. He says, so fix your eyes, not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. And then here's the two words that I don't want you to forget. For what is seen with our eyes is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. That's a big deal right there. What we see with our eyes is temporary, but what is unseen, the spiritual parts of our life, our hearts, our souls, that has eternal value. What is Paul choosing? What is he encouraging us to choose here today? He's choosing the value system of God over the value system of the world. He's choosing the value system of God over the value system of the world. Because the world would say, put your faith and your hope and your happiness and your joy in the things of the world. Meaning your careers, your status, your financial status, what you own, your material things, even your family, your kids. The world's saying, put your hope there in the temporary But Paul's saying, look, I've been there. In fact, Paul was highly educated. He had a high education. He had status. He had all of these things. And when he met Jesus, something else entered into him. And he's saying, look, I'm letting you know all the things of the world. Now, by the way, there's nothing wrong with the things of the world. 
I remember years ago when I studied Buddhism, Rinpoche, this teacher, would say to us, it's not bad to drive a BMW as long as the BMW doesn't drive you. And I, always lo- I never forgot that. What is he saying? He's saying it's not bad that you have things as long as that's not what you're building your life upon. Because all of those things, that's what, that's what, that's what Natalia and, and Caroline said, just, that's what they were saying to us. The, the greatest gifts are going to fade. The material things of this world that we have in our hands are going to go away. But there's something eternal. That's what Paul and Kamai and Lily are saying. That's what they're challenging us. This is what I'm, that's what challenges me and I'm challenging you as I watch this video. They're saying choose a different value system than the world. Put your faith in something eternal, in the person of Jesus. And it is through that choice and through the choice that we can actually make the choice to have joy in all of our circumstances. I love how Kay Warren says it, and she wrote a beautiful book called Choosing Joy that I read years ago. And she runs a church out in California, a really great writer. She says, if there is a secret to joy, and when everyone says there's a secret, I always kind of perk up. I'm like, okay, there's a secret. It is this, choose the eternal over the temporary. Choose the eternal over the temporary every time. The secret of joy. So choose the eternal over the temporary. The choose joy. Joy is a choice. Second one, joy is a gift. When we choose this eternal gift over the temporary gifts of the world, we have access to so much. And there's only a couple that I want to pull out as I watched this video and as I was led by Kamaya and Lily. The first one is this. When we choose this eternal gift of Christ that brings with it his joy, his eternal joy, we have strength. In the Old Testament, there was a prophet named Nehemiah. And when the people of God had this incredible moment where they saw God and they heard God, Nehemiah celebrated. And he said this. He said, this day is holy to our Lord. Do not grieve. I know many of you right now in this season, and many of you in this room, on a stream, there's a lot to grieve. There's, there's hurt in this room. We even hear it in the story. But he says, do not grieve. Why? Because the joy of the Lord is your strength. When we choose this gift, we have strength. It becomes this undercurrent, this underpinning of our life that not only gives us strength, but gives the person and the people that we were with strength. I love how each of them described that in this video, that they give each other strength through their joy. They said, when, they, when, when Lily loved Kamaya, she said, that love brought joy to my life. And the, your strength to your community, not only to yourself. Second one is hope. When we accept this joy as a gift, it brings us hope. God's joy produces hope. Now, I don't know if you have people in your life that are joyful people. Like when I was going through my depressed phases for about 25 years, I hated joyful people. I really did. Like I was like, just bring me the dark people that are really down all the time. Like, I, you know, I was Eeyore. But I needed those people of joy. And now I just thrive off of them. Because when you're around a person of joy, you think you can do anything. My friend Jamie, when I'm around him, by the time we're done with our time together, I'm like, I can conquer the world. I think I can fly. You know, like you just have so much hope. You just have so much hope. That's funny. A side note, one of the hippos over here told me that hippos know how to fly, by the way. So I was like, okay, we're going to have a whole team of hippos flying. But you really start to believe these crazy things when you're around people of joy because they produce hope. And life without hope is a life that is a life of despair. And unfortunately, we see a lot of life of despair in this world. And he's saying, put, choose the eternal, which has hope. Paul writes about them. He says, to God has chosen to make known among the Gentiles, meaning all people, the glorious riches of this mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Beautiful. Joy is a choice. Joy is a gift from Christ. And it gives us strength. It gives us hope. It gives us community. That is the gift that's offered under the tree this year at Christmas. That is the gift that isn't going to go away. That isn't going to fade. That is a gift that can be the undercurrent of our life, the underpinning of our life, and that could change this community, can change this state and the world. So this Christmas... I'm unapologetically praying for me, for my family, for this church family, for you, that we choose Christ. 
We choose the eternal over the temporal. We choose Christ and we have him as the center of our joy. That's true joy. And so I'm going to pray and I'm going to invite our Kaleo kids to come up and they're going to sing a song about joy, deep joy that this world desperately needs. And then they're going to lead us in a song that a 12-year-old wrote that I just absolutely love talking about how miraculous God is. But let me pray. Lord, thank you. Thank you for Kamaya and Lily. Thank you for how you took these two young students that are going through really difficult times. And so clearly you spoke through them to tell us that we have strength in you. We have hope in you. That when we choose the eternal, which is Christ, we have access to joy that can be the underpinning and the undercurrent of our life. Lord, I want that for our community. I want that for this region. Lord, lead us that way. Lead us in your way that scripture says is everlasting. Thank you. Speak strongly now through your children and lead us into your presence even more. Pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. I think of friendship. One time at school, I saw a boy climbing on the playset. He slipped and fell off head first. I saw him, so I walked over and helped him up. And that day, we became very good friends. Even though something bad happened, something good happened. We became best friends. And that gave me lots and lots of joy. Hello. My name is Leah Bosman, and I'm eight years old. I want to tell you about a time that I struggled to find joy at times, but in the darkness I knew that God was watching over me and giving me the strength to know that everything would be okay. This year is my younger sister Nora's first year of preschool. I was very excited because she was going to have the same preschool teacher, Miss Pam, that my sister Anna and I had. However, this summer my mom found out that Miss Pam was diagnosed with breast cancer and needed to stop working. I was very upset, but I knew that God did the right thing by giving Miss Pam time to be at home to recover from chemo. During the last few months, it made me sad knowing Miss Pam was so sick, but I knew God was going to lead her through everything. I'm filled with so much joy now knowing she recently had her last chemo treatment. Miss Pam has been a wonderful person in my life, and I wouldn't be who I am today without her. Hi. My name is Maya Cologne and I'm eight years old. I'm joyful for having a family and a life. Joy means to me that God is always with us. Joy is in our hearts, but happiness is different because it is something that only happens a handful of times a day. Joy is with us everywhere we go, even if you don't show it. One day at school, we had a substitute teacher. She looked frustrated because there weren't enough supplies for our project. I went up to her and pointed out that that the missing supplies were on the teacher's desk. She smiled and looked relieved. I felt joy in my heart that she was happy. Jesus teaches us to always help others. He rules the world. 
guys. Okay, so we have one more song, and it is called Miraculous Love. It is written by Lena Richardson, who is a 12-year-old student at the Clarkson campus. This song really shows how um, joy can only be found in Jesus. So I hope you'll join us as we praise to the Lord about his miraculous love. But before we do that, I would like to share our semester's memory verse with you. It goes like this. Though you do not see, though you have not seen him, you love him. Though you have not now seen him, you believe in him and rejoice with joy that is inexpressible. You are filled with glory, obtaining the outcome of his faith and the salvation of his souls. This is 1 Peter 1, 8-9. Alright, now let's sing.
that was that song written by a 12-year-old. I'm like, I want to write that song. That's awesome. Great job. Hey, I just want you guys to know, all of you, that you are so joyful. You really are. You bring, I watch everyone and they watch you. You exude the joy of Christ. And so you are leading us. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. This is powerful. One more time for them. So, so when you go out, uh, of course, if you're new, just hang on a minute. Uh, don't walk out yet. Uh, but is, if you're new, remember there's CDs out there. Please be part of that. It'd be a great stocking stuffer. Uh, next week, we're going to actually have our new Troy teaching pastor here, Andrew Kim. He's going to be coming on our team in January. He's going to come in from Philadelphia. He's going to teach next week. We're going to be talking about peace. And it is a powerful story from South Sudan that we're going to be able to see how the supernatural peace of God heals people. So be back for that. And so I, I asked my friend Lydia to pray. And so she's going to pray, and then I'm going to close this out. Go ahead. Dear God, thank you for this day. Thank you that we all get to be here, sing, dance, and act. Yeah, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, how you work through the most unlikely ones to bring to us your powerful truth. Lord, I pray as we leave this place that we realize that it's only through the person of Jesus that we can have an undercurrent of joy in our lives. Not an emotion. Not just an emotion, but an undercurrent of joy that whatever circumstance we're in, we can find strength and hope and community and love through that joy. So we thank you for Kamai and Lily. I pray for them. I pray for their schools. I pray for their impact that they're having. I pray for their families. Thank you, Lord, that you would use them more than anyone this weekend and all of these powerful students to lead us into your truth. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thank you so much for being a part of this, and we will see you next week. Oh, remember, Christmas tickets. Get your Christmas tickets.